What's up, Joes? And welcome to episode 89 of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, and he's back. Mr. Ryan Dempsey's back with us. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, champ. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I had probably like uh, a good solid like six months in the past week and a bit. Just <laughs> wore myself down with work and stuff around the house, and then the kids got sick, and I think just lack of sleep and going on stuff just weakened my immune system to the point where I think uh, probably would have been like a really tiny cold, ended up being like a four or five day debacle where like I lost my voice on it was Friday. We were talking Friday or Saturday. I was at work talking to some customers and my voice just left. That's what was, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to people what they'd walk in the cafe I'm like, hey, how are you doing? So like, it honestly sounded like I smacked like I smoked like four or five packs a day for like thirty five years. Like it sounded so bad. Well, I mean, when you told me that the kids were sick, what what was it? What was it I said to you? Don't get sick. And then yeah, what happened? Sick. The next day, I knew day, it. I knew it I too. Knew it. It was oh, I knew happen. it too. There's no way between. There was. I surprised as long as I did before right. it hit me. Yeah, I knew there was no way between just Carla and Connor alone being sick. That you were not gonna get that there was no way you weren't going to get sick, and then when and you that's like I couldn't even rest, right? Because yeah, I'm rest and like my poor Connor, like it's like his ears were like the taps, and someone turned them, and like, every orifice on his face was just dripping something. It was like oh, like, well, poor little guy. Poor, I'm really trying to like, and of course you're trying to you know uh, clean it all up, and it just you know hurts him, so he starts crying, and then. Carla's got a headache because she's sick, so she starts freaking out. It was just a, it was just a nightmare, a couple of days. But ah, it sounded like it. I felt for you. <laughs> but everyone was healthy for Halloween, so that's all that matters. <laughs> that is all that matters. And we, <clears throat> ooh, ooh, that one got me. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first joint. Yeah. But we, uh, we called in the Calvary last week, man, and Raphael stepped up and filled in both nights for us. So. Shout outs once again to to the man himself. Yeah, thanks again to Raphael. We, we uh, I mentioned him a couple of times after listening to the shows. Uh, really appreciate the fact that he was willing to jump on as quick as uh, as quick as he did. So it was like short notice that uh, oh. like like I was like I think I can probably go and then Kara's calling me. So it's, like, uh, it's a disaster over here. I'm like, okay, Jeff, I can't go tonight. And then it was the exact same thing the following day. Well, I held off like I had I had hit him up after you let me know you weren't going to be able to do it on Tuesday. And I hit him up and I was like, or on Wednesday, Wednesday, sorry. And I was like, all right, Raphael, I need you, man. And he's like, yeah, no problem, brother, no problem. Stepped up, knocked it out the park. And then I had hit him up the next morning just in case before I had, I was like, hey, just in case Ryan got sick or the kids are still pretty sick, would you be down to do tonight? Because I, I was going to do it alone. Like I was all, I had talked about it on the show. I was all set to do it by myself and I got to thinking about it and I was like, I don't want to fucking do it by myself. This is going to be fucking shit. Cause I, I I mean, I could entertain for like 10 minutes by myself, but the fuck am I going to talk to myself about for 45 minutes? Yeah. Cause it it was like you guys were saying on the show, like bouncing, uh, uh, like a a thread off of each other. Mm -hmm. Like you, like you, you drop a line. You say something, you just sit there, and it's like, like, oh, that's right. I gotta, 
I got to keep this train going. It was weird enough not having my stats guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there was like, I was listening to the show and I was like dying laughing. I'm like, oh my God, I, I want to jump in on that. No, 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 God. Like, oh, I knew it. Dude, I, like, I can't remember fucking minute shit. And Raphael smokes just as much as I do. So, yeah. well, maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, we were both fucking high as shit. I love, like I, I think the part that killed me the most is like oh fuck man they're talking wrestling I got it man I wish we could go back in time and just call in <laughs> we're gonna have a wrestling show just yes relax it's gonna, be fun. it's gonna be a Sunday it'll be casual I will be high Raphael will be high you will not I will be drinking on a Sunday afternoon Jesus it could be like a Sunday morning. It's Sunday. Well, well, I mean, okay, I'm not here to judge. If you want to drink before noon, <laughs> it's noon somewhere. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> it's definitely not noon. It's definitely not noon in Kitchener, Ontario, because you guys are no. in the same time zone I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> There's. And- one thing I said, one I want to throw in, say we didn't talk last week. I just want to give uh, congratulations there to uh, to your nephew. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, so it was uh, was it all? You got all conference. All, all conference. Yeah, all conference punter and uh, offensive line or tight end, I think. And then we'll find out all area. He he probably won't get all state or even get considered for all state because he didn't get to play all season. He missed a oh. few. He missed a few games because of injuries, so his punt average went down and shit. But he's right. got a he's got a pretty good shot at making the all area team or being at least first. He's got a good shot at first team. He'll definitely if he doesn't make first team, he'll be second team all area. So yeah, I'm proud of the little fucker. Fif- fucking fifteen years old. That's Playing awesome. Second year of varsity football, getting ready for his second year of varsity basketball. Kid's an athlete. I don't know where the fuck he gets it from. <laughs> Oh, you back in your day. Shit, I'm the one that taught him how to play football. I sat with that kid because, like, he, he didn't even play football until eighth grade. He'd never played. I mean, they played, Shit. like, yeah. Oh, no, my sister wouldn't let him play ball. My sister wouldn't let him play ball. That kid played soccer from the time he was four until he was in the eighth grade. He actually just stopped playing soccer this year. He was doing both, but... Yeah, he played fucking soccer and baseball. He never played a down a ball football until he went out for eighth grade football, caught like I don't fucking know, like ten or twelve touchdowns in six games, seven games or some shit. Yeah, well, because he he was like already six feet tall and in the eighth grade, you know. Oh, ever, so, yeah, yeah. So all you got to do is put a ball up in the air, and the kid can fucking reach up and grab it. Right. Yeah. But when he was like. Like three or four, I started teaching them how to actually like catch properly, like using your hands and not letting it go into your body unless you have to, shit like that. And so he's got fucking like trap hands. That kid, that kid was bred to be a tight end. Yeah, because I mean, like if you're not going to catch the, you know, if you're not catching the passes properly, then you end up like the uh, the lions in the red zone on that Sunday night. Fuck off, eat a dick. <laughs> eat a dick. And I got told you, I got no football team to root for anymore. No Rodgers, no football in Green Bay. Like, hey man, you still got Aaron Jones in the backfield. Yeah, but still, I mean, hey, Brett Hundley is like throwing to, to like Mitch Trubisky for Christ's sake. 
he's throwing better than fucking tri- the than um. It's like he had, it, it, he was in was it like seven for twelve or it was his first. Yards. It was his first. Listen to me defending the fucking Packers backup quarterback. It's only because I got Packers on my fantasy team. Hey man, the Packers backup quarterback used to be a Mister Aaron Rodgers. Look what he did. Why can't lightning strike a third time in a row? That's not going to. It would only be a second time in a row. Because Brett Favre wasn't a backup. He was fucking traded for to go be the starter there. No, he was traded to be the backup to Don Mikowski. Fuck! Who the fuck is Don Mikowski? The magic man. He got hurt against the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's the only reason why Brett Favre came in to start. They wanted him to be their <laughs> starter. They knew. Holmgren knew. Mike Holmgren was a fucking genius. He knew. He knew what they yeah. had. Yeah. I mean, that's what like, Ron Wolf tried to want to draft fire forever, and they wouldn't let him. So then uh, he had you know, in uh, the first chance he got the trade for with Atlanta, he made the trade. The rest is history. Fucking Aaron Rodgers. Fuck him. Um, Fuck him. Saw saw a picture. Thought of you actually. They said. He's joining Bone, Bone Ducks in Harmony. Got, you know, they got like Lazy Bone, all this, and this. Aaron Rodgers is going to start going by the name Collarbone. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I, saw, I saw the picture. I thought of you right away. I hate Aaron Rodgers more just because uh, he's fucking with Olivia Munn. Right. Olivia Munn's so hot. I have had a thing for her for so long because of Attack of the Show. Because of all... Oh. The G4, she used to be on this this television show on the G4 network, which was, like, all okay. about video games and shit. And it was, like, the they they had, like, Attack of the Show was kind of like a, a talk show, like a late-night talk show, but it was on at, like, 7 o'clock at night. And it was hosted by her and this other geeky guy, Kevin Pereira. So, like, they talked about video games and all that shit, but then they did, like... Olivia did a bunch of crazy ass stunts and not like jackass stunts, but just like weird shit. Right. But they, they, you know, they went with the fact that she was a super hot chick that played video games and stuff like that. But oh yeah, that show made me fall for Olivia Munn real bad. She's so sexy. Fuck you, Rogers. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, we digress. I digress. Hey, it's my birthday this week. Yeah, happy almost your birthday. I'm gonna be old as fuck again. Turning thirty four, man. I'm turning. I'm turning thirty four, and I'm opening for a nineteen year old. Like let's 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 fucking let's talk about the weirdness there, okay? I'm I'm about to open a show Thursday night for a nineteen year old fucking rapper. I, I don't even know. I got nothing. I, I, I don't know what to say. It's like it's, it's weird. It's, yeah, you were, yeah, because you was you would have been like what nine tenth grade just when he was born. Yeah, something like that. Jesus, fifteen years older. So yeah, yeah, I was the age. So he's he's yeah, because he's about the same age as my niece. So I was she was a I was a freshman when she was born. Yeah, crazy shit, dude. Crazy shit. Speaking of my nephew, I earned some fucking cool points with him, though, because I had been trying to get him to listen to this kid for, like, a year now. And when I got the show, he was, like, one of the first people I texted, and I was like, yo, remember that rapper that I was trying to get you into? 
uh, I'm opening up for him. So I earned some points with him. I found out from his girlfriend. He was bragging about it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I went. I saw her at his football game. At his last game last Friday. Or two Fridays ago. She came up to me and talked to me about it. She was like, yeah, he was talking about it at school. So that made me feel good. My 15-year-old go. nephew thinks I'm cool. <laughs> hey, at least someone does. Right. They just <laughs> they just don't know. Fuck off. I think my daughter. My daughter comes up to me and goes, Dad, you're cool. I'm like, oh, you don't know me yet, though. <laughs> Take those compliments while you can get them, bro, because it will yeah. be a few years you're going to be mean, Daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I already am mean, Daddy. I told her she only had like four pieces of candy for Halloween. She flipped out on me. <laughs> I learned her lesson when she wakes up in the morning. There's nothing left but rappers. Oh, you'll be in some hot shit when you get home. <laughs> yeah, but for November 1st, everything's on sale. It's like 75% off candy. I was going to say, guess who's, guess who's getting a new fucking toy? Yeah. <laughs> She's getting that Electro early. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, actually, this is pretty quick. We're only thirteen minutes into the show, and we're almost about to start talking about fights. It took me and Raphael a half hour the other day. <laughs> oh my god! Like I was—that's the funny thing too. Like when you guys were getting into like the the wrestling a lot. I think Arthur was. I don't know if it was the same episode. There was one day we guys were talking about, uh, talking about weed and diet. The first, and the first day on Wednesday, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you guys were like wrestling. Weed was all mixed up together, and then yeah, I think you said something like, "Okay, well, it's been thirty-five minutes." I looked at my iPod. I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" It actually has been. Like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't it feel didn't... like it. The only reason I, just... I knew was because because like I had taken Audacity down, and I was looking at the screen for some other shit, um, like looking at the fight card and stuff. While we were bullshitting, and then I clicked back to Audacity to check the timestamp and check the levels and shit like that. And I was like, holy fuck, it's been 35 goddamn minutes. And then then I was like, hey, so, you know, this is turning into a Sunday session because we're both fucking high and just we flow really well together. I forget what card it was, but me and you did the exact same thing to one point. Oh, yeah. You and I have done it plenty of times. It was certain Tony and Kevin Lee. Oh, yeah. We were talking. Went like an hour about like intro in that one fight, and there was like twenty minutes on the rest of the. Cover. Yeah, that's right. We we fucking went for like an hour. Well, I can't imagine. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a. Well, tomorrow not not just because of like who's fighting, but just the number of like true quality fights that they're going to talk about. Yeah, but let's be real here. We're going to spend the majority of the time on the main event. And it's going to be you I, and I arguing with each other. I don't think so. I think I, I think we'll be shocked with, with tomorrow night. Will? So not, not as, like, well, like with uh, with how fast like, the main one goes. Okay. Maybe not, maybe not with the picks, but like with with the discussion on it. But I feel like it's going to be a lengthy one because I mean we've already had several arguments about it. Probably, that's probably why it's going to be so short, because we've already broken down the fight with the, since it was announced. That's okay. One of us will hit the other one's trigger point. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> more, than, more than likely, it's going to be you hitting my trigger points, because that's what you yeah, do to you me. Know me. Yeah. You say 
get me going, I'll be like, oh, Jeff, stop it. (laughs) 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 Uh. (laughs) Oh, man. (coughs) (coughs) Professional podcast. (coughs) Jesus. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, I was trying a different strain tonight. Holy shit, it's hitting me harder. (coughs) Bad choice on my part. Or a good one. Depends on your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Live and live. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with the choice, but. All right. Let's talk about UFC Fight Night Sao Paulo. God damn, Derek Brunson. Yeah. God damn. I was. I told you, Raphael. To... I told you. Boy, I, it was I didn't think he was going to knock him out, though. I really didn't. I was. I would have picked him. To win by knockout, I mean not in the first round, only because of his last little performances. Like he needed that. He was coming off, I think, a win, but the loss to Silva, the loss to um, to Whitaker. I think he really needed that. Like, yeah, pick me up. Game, even though it's not the Leota, like two thousand eight, nine, ten, it's still a, a named guy, former champion. Yeah, in Brazil, so I, I felt like he had to make a huge statement, which he did. So. I'm happy for him going forward now because hopefully he's right at this ship. It's a it's a looks good on the resume fight just because of the name. Yeah. It, it's like it's similar. It's similar in a way to to BJ Penn and, and Yair when right, they fought. Yeah. Not yeah. not so much because like Leota Leota still had showed he had some fight in him. He didn't look like complete shit like BJ always did, but it's just, you right. know Brunson's that up and comer. Um, needed some more good names on his resume to kind of set some shit up for himself. Yeah, I mean, that, as a thing, the, the one thing that kind of like bummed me out, like watching Machida, was just thinking like the two years that we lost. Yeah, of that if he didn't out himself, it never would have happened. Right? Because he, because he, he, like I know you guys touched on it. I don't know if you guys said the whole thing, but like, no, we didn't really get into he, it because neither one of us could remember he, the whole thing. Yeah, he came out and he said, look, there's a banned substance. It's in this thing. I'm going to test positive. They pulled him up the card. He accepted the punishment. But then they said afterwards that if he didn't come forward and tell them, they actually would not have been counted as a positive test on his ha- on his behalf. So he outed himself in a, for no reason. He would not have been suspended or tested positive if he didn't come forward. Yeah, that, so I remember like, that part, but I couldn't remember that. That's the part that really, really sucks because, like, seeing him on, on – on, well, I watch it on Sunday, but seeing him on Saturday night, like, that. what if he, he still had those two years? But, I mean – I mean, yeah, but it's hard to say because run, look at how like, he looked in the, the two fights before that. You know? Yeah. He didn't I look mean, great. No. But, I mean, those guys, though, were – then went on to fight in title fights, and one was actually became champion. But yeah, I'm just, I know, but there. I mean, could you imagine him fighting Yoel Romero at, at right now? Oh God, no! Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I still have like that memory of that uh, that Chris Weidman fight where he got whooped for three for three rounds and still came out strong, and so like. 
I still believe that he would have had some stuff in him, maybe, but just two years sitting on the sidelines. Just, I mean, it, the whole situation sucks for him, but I mean, the the big story really here is like for Derek Brunson now going forward. Now he has like a two fight winning streak with a loss to the current interim champion and a controversial split decision loss. So, I mean, he's not really like in bad, bad shape going forward. He has a couple good bad or has a couple good losses and a couple of nice wins. So hopefully he can uh, continue going because like that middleweight division's going to need uh, going to need some more some more depth in it, and especially in the next coming months with with uh, with two uh, with two seventeen coming up. Well, and his only losses going back to two thousand and twelve. Uh, he got knocked out in August 2012 by uh, Jacare and Force. Lost to Yuel Romero in 2014 by in round three by TKO. Um, and then put together one, two, three, four, five in a row before he lost to Whitaker. And then lost that fight to uh, to Anderson. And, and Derek Brunson, like he's in a good position too. Like, I mean, we, we can get into it tomorrow. But you know, if GSP does win on Saturday, they've already said it's unlikely he would defend the championship. Nope. So you'd be looking at like Bisping has said he'd retire. So you could be looking on Saturday night with no undisputed champion, Michael Bisping walking away, and GSP possibly dropping down to one. So like, Derek, like Derek Brunson for him to get that win, like with the ifs and if some possibilities come going forward, like he put himself in a good position in that division. GSP is going to retire because he don't get beat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Like you said, Brunson definitely put himself in a really good position, you know, to, to unfortunately, it, it, you know, it's a little cluttered up there at the top, especially right. in that weight class itself. Um, But, he put him. He put himself into a good position to be able to to get a fight, maybe two away from a title, depending on how yeah. things. Does Does Rockhold have anything lined up right now? Um, after his win uh, back a uh, month or two ago, I don't believe so. But I'll check right now. He did. Branch. Nope. He doesn't have anything on the books since the branch fight. So you have what, Souza, Romero, uh, Brunson, Rockhold, all wide open in that division. Weidman, who knows what, so if he's going light, heavyweight, or middleweight, or what. So there's definitely like some good names ahead of him now, too, going forward. Yeah, the problem... <laughs> That's going to be the problem for him is there's a lot of shit that's got to shake out here. Right. Because obviously you got Whitaker and Bisping have to fight each other if Bisping is going to stay in the division after the fight. Right. Um, if not, then, you know, you give the you give the strap to, to Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. But well, especially they just signed. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but they're saying. 221 is going to be Perth, and it's going to be supposed to be headlined by Whitaker versus the winner of GSP Bisping. But that's 
three months difference. So, I mean, if you, if you no know, if the winner gets hurt enough that they can't fight in three months time, you, you want Whitaker headlining it. One of those guys could potentially jump forward. I mean, could. But I mean, like it's again the whole discussion of ifs and ands and buts and all that stuff. If 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 Whitaker gets the strap, then Rockhold probably will get the first shot because Whitaker already yeah. beat Romero and he beat Souza. Wyman's yeah. on as only you know on a one fight winning streak over Kelvin Gastelum. Right. <clears throat> so that's where the uh Yeah, there's a there's yeah, there's a lot that can shake up going forward. Like Yeah. Well and if, the thing is with Rockhold too, for him, like he doesn't really want to take another fight. Potentially risk no, getting hurt again. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be that kind of guy that Okay, you're the number one contender. Just hold off for one second while we do this fight. And well, I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I'm going to go out there, and then he gets that loss, and all of a sudden you're you bumped down a couple more pegs. Right, because the best thing for him that can happen is that um, Bisping retires if he beats GSP Saturday, and Whitaker gets handed the strap right, yeah. because then he can get the immediate shot there in New Zealand or uh, Australia. Yeah, <laughs> but and that's what I mean. I, I think for Rockhold, like if <clears throat> if all the dominoes fall into line, I don't see either GSP or Bisbing getting past Whitaker. No, fuck so no. If, Rockhold, if if I mean Rockhold might want to take something. If he does, like, it's got to be Romero. Yeah, he's got to be careful on who he takes next because I could see him getting number one if uh, if come February, Whitaker's undisputed. You know, does he want to wait till May to get that shot? Like, does he want to wait out another six, seven months? Right. I mean, it it makes sense, but now you're looking at coming off like uh, was one ninety nine when he lost to to Bisping, so he was off for the better like a year and two months before he took another, his next fight. Then he's gonna have to wait another seven months for a fight. Like, you got at some point you do want to try and keep uh, yourself a little active. Well, part of that was the knee injury. True. Yeah. That that's that was a a good chunk of the layoff was the surgery right. the recovery and then he took his time training and stuff like that like strengthening it and taking time slowly before he got back into camp. Yeah, and then even when he got into camp, he was really just uh, campaigning for that uh, the title shot. Yeah, he feels like he deserved it. The problem is, is that the you got knocked out and the division yeah. moved on. And there was a lot of movement in the division. You're lucky to still be sitting a, at number two. It wasn't even like he got knocked out. He had a guy that was filming a movie. Right. Came out, came, did like a two week training camp and embarrassed him in, within like within four minutes. Like, yep. that's the hard part that you can't really do. Like, and I get the fact that, yeah, okay, you were training for one person, you got someone else, fine, whatever. But this guy was. Surfing with Vin Diesel, yeah, and then he went, and then he went off the beach, knocked you out. Like that's hard to justify giving you a, a rematch right away. But no. but that's you know that's all shit too that we'll definitely be bringing up tomorrow. That's right. So let's uh, <clears throat> move on to the to the co-main event. Um, Kobe Covington gets the unanimous decision 
surprising me. I, I honestly thought Damian he, that Kobe would try to take it to the ground, and Damian would choke his ass unconscious. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed like that. I thought that was gonna be one thing where he's gonna try and showcase his wrestling against the uh, like the ultimate jujitsu ace, and just try to embarrass him on the ground. And just had, I, I thought it was gonna bite him in the butt, and Maya would take the win. But no, Kobe, Kobe, you know, he he looked good on the feet. <laughs> Used yeah. his leg kicks, had good boxing. He weathered through that first round. That first round was close. I tried to watch it a couple of times and uh, and try to score it, but I was kind of leaning Maya's way in the first round. But then after watching the second time through. You know, Kobe got a lot, some really good shots in on Maya. It was yeah. a hard one to call, but even even if you gave it to Maya, you know, Kobe Covington fucking dominated round two and three. Yeah, he did. I I thought uh, going into the fight, I thought it was gonna be, I thought we were going to see something similar to um, uh, Maya and uh, and Masvidal. I thought it was gonna be one of those things where where he was going to try to take the fight to him possibly and end up. Uh, being like a backpack <clears throat> until he got the submission, but I think uh, Tyrone Woodley really exposed Maya. Like what you can just keep him at bay, just do what you gotta do, just strike, strike, just don't let him take you. Like I think Covington learned a lot from that fight, and he and it showed a uh, it showed on the weekend. Yeah, definitely, he did the smart thing and just kept the distance using his strikes the leg kicks especially he was really yeah. solid at that calf of Damian Maya and Damian Maya his boxing looked pretty good in the first round he was landing some good shots but he just he blew everything he had basically in the first round he was sluggish and yeah. and looked looked pretty done in the second I don't think he was expecting it to go long he was just figuring he'd be almost like um like uh like Ronda Rousey you know, just like sprint out there, get it done. Because like it should. I think he was overlooking him. Well, <clears> I, think, watching that. I think like, what in his head he was thinking of what they had game plan for, because you know he knows Kobe likes to throw hands too. But if he connected with some shots and kind of let him feel some power, maybe it would make him take the shot quicker. Right, and then it just sets his jits up. But you know, Covington weathered through that. He was smart enough. Hats off yeah. to him. I st- <laughs> He's lucky to be alive. After yeah, all that I, fucking uh, shit. I can't believe. I mean, I get whatever trying to cut your promos and that kind of stuff, but I mean that that you, there's some things that you can't do and that's one of the things you don't do. I realized this today and in, in my opinion, I don't know, maybe somebody else has said it. I I don't remember hearing it. But Kobe Covington reminds me of like a, a second, I guess second rate is the only thing I can really think of, but a second rate Chael Sonnen. Yeah, yeah, I can see it, especially after like the way that with, he went to with uh, went against Brazil. I can definitely see something like that. Well, not even just the Brazil part; it's just like the way he cuts his promos. Um, a lot of things about him just remind me of Chael. And that, and that goes uh, kind of like with what Mike Perry said afterwards, comparing him to like uh, a wrestling promo. Yeah, that, that, well, that's that, what, it, yeah. Yeah, Chael watching wrestling all the time, that's how he cut his promos. And yeah, I can definitely see like 
<laughs> I, I can see what you mean with the Chelsea in uh, comparison. And he went to Oregon State. He wrestled up there. Like, it just it feels like everyone, everyone wants to be like the, the the trash talker and that, but it's like the kind. I think the problem is also like for us uh, is that Connor raised the bar so high so fast that a lot of these other guys are still trying to catch up to that point. I don't, I think he just, I, I, I don't even know if he's really trying to get to like Connor. It's just, I think he really is trying to do like Chael stick. Like he's totally trying to go for what the, the, the stick that got Chael noticed and got Chael the attention and got him into title fights or into big fights to get to title fights right. and stuff like that it was just the talk and the actions and the wrestling personas and cutting wrestling promos. He, you know, the interviews with the sunglasses, like it's it's shit we've seen yeah. before. But the way he does it just <clears throat> reminds me a lot of Chael Sonnen, not as genuine as Chael. Like Chael, right. Chael's really good at selling it. He's really fucking good at selling it. <clears throat> Kobe's just really good at pissing people off. Yeah, and that's the thing is that that's only going to get you so far. Right. Like, because eventually people are, like, eventually, like, not, like, the fighters, but people aren't going to care. Because it's not like... He's doing the right thing now and putting stuff behind it. Right. Yeah, definitely. But I, I feel like trash talking leading up to the fight is one thing. But to like, I don't know, just to say, oh, this place is a dump, all you filthy, like that stuff. After the fight's done, you've been declared the winner. At some point, you do have to like be a little humble, a little bit. I don't know. Can you imagine the promo Chael would have cut when if he would have beaten Anderson the first time when he dominated him? Yeah. You know, think, I mean, think, but, of, think but, of how scathing that promo would have been, or or even he, better, the rematch. I think, he have, I think he would have been talking more about himself and how great he was more than trying to like attack. Okay, but even the rematch, but, the rematch, he, he got real personal. That's when he went after yeah. Brazil, after Anderson's wife, right, right, like all that shit. So think of the promo that he probably would have cut then. See, I don't know. Chael always seemed to be the kind of guy that would talk himself to get into the fight, but maybe I, I it's been a long time since I've seen like any of his like post fight interviews and that. But I feel like most of the stuff that he said was never like never said like that way. Like he would talk about Anderson Silva. I'm going to come after the belt, or I'm going to this and that. But after he would he would fight the person like that. Whatever the promo was was done. I could be wrong. Like I, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen a, like a Chael post-fight interview. Well, I, don't, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't cutting a promo on Damian Maya after the fight. He no. went after the fans that were, you know, chanting "You're gonna die" and probably flipping him off and doing throat slashes and right. all this other shit because he, it, it he just like, be, like, he beat a hero. He beat a national hero. And that's the thing, too. It's like a lot of guys have talked about, you know, then they go into Brazil, they all get the exact same thing. They all get the same treatment. And a lot of those guys have, have been victorious, and they didn't feel the need to, like, 
to attack them like that. Like I'm not saying it's right, but I'm oh, just no, 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 not at all. I'm just saying like so Chael was a little more respectful in the end. Like he's just taking it to that next level. He's right. doing he's doing what he thinks is going to get him the attention, and he's trying to go after Tyron because they've got some fucking shit going on from ATT, which apparently I don't know if Tyron doesn't if he just trains with with uh, with Dean Thomas and doesn't do any training with ATT anymore. Or I don't know what the fuck. Because Kobe said they don't really fucking go in the gym anymore, but that could just be him talking <laughs> shit, but. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing too. Like trying to like talk now into getting like a, the 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 Tyron Woodley fight. Like, I mean, it's smart. Throw your name in that in the fucking hat yeah. or your hat in the ring, um, because you've got some history with the guy. So yeah, you know that can can really build things up. And if he says the right shit and pisses Woodley off, then it gets right. his attention, and then. If he's talking about wanting to fight him, then he might actually get the fight he wants. There we go. Sorry, I was trying to get that light out of your face. Oh, I'm good. Oh, uh, that, I don't like. And I guess like to it, but that welterweight division, like who I, who even knows really what's going on with uh, with Woodley? Because I mean, it's been. I mean, he when did they fight back? February. Yeah, I think so. And in January, Earth over the like, I mean, he's been off for you know, eight nine months almost, and there really hasn't been any name brought forth. They've been like, oh, like maybe this guy, maybe that guy, but there was never anything that was said like we're working on this fight. So I mean, right? If you're coming, why I can see your point. Like, throw your throw your uh, your hat in the ring, like you said, like Do because you there's been no real. Like guaranteed title fight going, going, uh, uh, being worked on, it feels like it's just been like, just like, oh, they'll drop Waller's name, they'll drop Dos Santos's name, they'll drop Wood, uh, Wonder Boys, they'll drop this and that, but it's never like we're working on this fight for this card. So, I mean, yeah, I can right. see your point. Like, get, like, why not? Like, if, if there's six people that or worthy of a shot, why not make it a seventh? Like, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Exactly. I mean, I said, get your name on the champion, you know, coming out of the champion's mouth, and that's how you yeah. get fights. So, uh, what do you think about going forward for Maya? That's his 32nd fight. He, you know, he's yeah, 39. He's, he's definitely not climbing that that ladder no. a third time. He's had his two title shots. <clears throat> he came up short in both of them, unfortunately. But I think for him, <clears throat> instead of try- unless you're gonna do like I don't I wouldn't even want to know what I want to seem like if like like a Lawler Dos Anjos loser matched him up with them, but then still like he's not necessarily been through some wars, but he's had a lot of tough battles like Maybe it's like I could like I wouldn't mind seeing him move on to like more grappling tournaments and maybe coaching. Yeah, because I don't like he's coming into that point now where it's gonna be like he, like we were talking about with uh, with Machida and with and with BJ Penn and like with these guys that like, he's eventually just gonna be like that 
the stepping stone, like the name on your resume going forward. And he's, and again, he's in that echelon of, of fighters that don't need the, that kind of notoriety. Yeah, I don't really want to see him get beat up anymore. No, like I just don't. If he, if there was a way that he could, that's all good. No, that's a, don't doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, if if there was a way for him to, uh, to just like take guys down quick and just submit them like he was doing there for a couple of years before he ran into Woodley, like I would love to see that again. I'd love to see his jujitsu in in place on a on a regular basis, but. It's not likely to happen when everyone knows your bread and butter. Right. So. No, that's true. I I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I I, I just. <clears throat> I don't necessarily think he's done done, but like you said, he's not climbing the ladder anytime soon. No. Or at all anymore. Especially with the names now in that division. Like, he's just lost to Covington. He's lost to the champion. <laughs> I think Dos Anjos and, and, and Lawler would give him, like, a, a nightmare. Uh, they, uh, maybe, I'd, maybe I'd watch him fight Cerrone. Yeah, I was just thinking Cowboy, but, still, but I don't know if Cerrone's I want to see that. Cerrone's not afraid to throw down. Darren Till's like, is not a no. good one because Darren Till will just knock his head off, like, like there's, I mean, I mean, his jujitsu got him far for a long time before he started honing in on his boxing. I think that kind of held him back a little bit. Maybe if he was more stand up and ground for the larger part of his career, he might have had something different. But now it's like these strikers that he could potentially face, he's not at their level, I don't think. And it'd, it'd just be a, a disastrous night. He'd go back up to 85 and fight Anderson. Hey. And 85 could, you know, why not? I'd watch that. I'd watch that fight. I think that could be interesting. Even like a, a rematch with uh, with Weidman? Yeah. I don't know. I think Weidman would. Well, maybe. Maybe. Because Weidman's been on some tough times, and why yeah. is now on a bit of a slide, so who knows? Right. That's true. That's true. Moving on. Uh, Pedro Munoz picked up the performance of the night with the first round submission of Rob Font. And that's Pedro Munoz, not Pedro Hizzo, as we talked about my little brain fart there before the show. <laughs> yes, Pedro Hizzo is <laughs> back in the house. He's he's dropped out a couple divisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dropped, out, yeah. dropped a lot of weight. <laughs> Chopped off a lot of limbs. I can only imagine the look on my face when I was trying to figure out why Pedro Hizzo was back in UFC. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm such a moron sometimes. Oh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> yeah, not a lot to talk about. Oh, good win for him. Good and win. The bantamweight division, like, you know, there's it, the bantamweight division is really wide open right now, too. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of fun fights. Again, after this weekend, we can, we'll, it'll be a little clearer, maybe more murky, who knows. But uh, there's definitely some fun names in that division. So, but yeah. Happens going forward there with uh, Munoz. Oh, shit. My computer just 
freaked the fuck out. There we go. Uh, the this one kind of surprised me a little bit with uh, Francisco Trinaldo picking up the, the decision win over Jim Miller. Jim going into the third round tells his corner he's got nothing left. Yeah, I think. Uh, I was really. I mean, I always pull for the Millers whenever. Oh they yeah, fight. I do too. I love. I picked. Yeah, pick Jimmy this it, week. He's had a couple. I mean, he's had a lot of battles to to, to be honest to start off, but I mean, yeah, he's been looking more and more. His age, I guess, it, it, you know, in the last couple of fights, and I think this could be like that, the beginning of that end. Like when he, when you're oh, unable yes. to to do something that you used to do, no problem. Well, like, it's not even so much his age; it's his fights. That's what I should, yeah. I guess I should say it's like, yeah, like Jimmy's his, only he's just thirty four, but he's had no, thirty nine fights. I, that's what I meant it as. Like, I meant that, like, you know, like when you, like, yeah, yeah, as a, you have that many fights, it's like, like he's like 70 in some ways. Yeah, I was hoping, you know, Jimmy would be able to pull it around and get a win, get back on track slightly. I mean, he's not title contention anytime soon, but I don't like seeing him on the no. snide. Don't like seeing him on the snide, but good win I mean, for Trinaldo. Yeah. I mean, it's not really going to do much. For him going forward, I don't see. I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah. Opening fight of the main card didn't take too long, but uh, Tiago Santos picked up the KO win of uh, Jacker Manson. Holy shit! Holy shit! I said this wasn't gonna, this fight wasn't going to go long. I told. Oh, Santos is a monster, yeah, dude. Yeah, I have, um, this was, one, yeah, I caught most of this when I saw the finish, right, and see a lot of the lead up going into it. Okay. So I don't really know, like, where, like, what was really happening much before, like I said, I, Hermanson was getting hit. Getting beat on the most of the round. I mean, Santos threw 80 strikes in the first minute, or four minutes and 29 seconds. Jesus. He landed 29 of them. 28 of them were significant. And then he dropped them. Hermanson only landed five strikes. Yeah. He just <laughs> took care of business. Santos is a fucking monster, man. He really is. Yeah, you guys, I'm just looking him up right now. Yeah, he's actually in a pretty, most of a pretty decent, uh, UFC record. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. One of those names that kind of like just kind of pops up that you know the name, but you can't really put a record to him or performance to him, but. Yeah, he had a really nasty knockout his last fight. Uh, over Mershon. Marshman had an, a or not uh, Hermanson. Hermanson had the big knockout win. Oh yes, no, San, right. uh, Santos did over over Mershot, but uh, Hermanson had a a pretty big knockout win in his fight. The last fight it was with uh, 
Brad Scott. Brad Scott, and he knocked out Alex Nicholson in the first round back in May. Yeah, that's right. But Tiago Santos is just a beast. <coughs> he is a beast. It'll be interesting to see what he's got outside of the striking game, but and there's this, yeah, and there's, I mean, there's just another middleweight, just a somebody that can throw fucking hands. Yeah, just and that. I mean, there you go. Just throw something, just throw something like that. Derek Brunson next. <laughs> I guess he did pick up a unanimous decision over uh, Elias Theodoro. Yeah. I think his and his losses aren't even really necessarily that bad. Nah, Musasi by KO. Spice you are all by decision. Yeah, you are all. What's that? Spice at that time was undefeated too. Yeah. Maybe. Or oh, he had we had one. He was coming off a loss. In that one, okay. But still, like. Yeah. yeah they, and that was uh, Santos' last some... loss. I mean, he's put together three in a row yeah. and all, all by KO. So. Yeah, he's he's doing what he what <clears throat> he's doing what he needs to do to kind of like get uh, get that momentum building in his favor. Like not just not just go back to get like the drag out some uh, decision wins. Like go out there, finish the fights, and like build the confidence, build your streak. Right. The Opening fight of the main card, John Lineker picked up the decision win over Chito Vera. Lineker looked strong. His boxing looked good in this fight. Did you get to see yeah, this fight? I'm, yeah. Uh, I like this is like I don't want to see him even talk about like the possibility of flyweight again. Fuck no. I'm, I'm, because I mean he was so entertaining at flyweight, but now that he's at a healthier weight, he just looks more fun. He was entertaining at flyweight, but you could never. You knew he was never going to be able to, to fight for a title because he never could make weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like, I mean, uh, and uh, he fought Dodson right at uh, at Bantam. Yeah, that was his his first. It was like a really close one, right? Yeah, he fought he fought him at Bantam. I thought Dodson won. It was Dodson's first yeah. fight back at Bantam. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, like he's he's had good performances, and now he's now he's looking stronger too. He's looking more more uh, his his wins are like there's no uh, maybe he yeah maybe it was a close now was, now he's he's not leaving doubt. It was clear, sure. yeah. It was a clear cut win and over Chino this Vera. is the guy that if he makes the weight, he could easily be a champion, and making thirty five shouldn't be much of a problem for him. So, I mean, if I was like those those bantam wins, I mean, if he can string together a couple more wins, and if he's still a champion, a Lineker and uh, Cody Garbrandt fight could be a lot of fun if you like striking. He's got to get got he got to get past guys like T.J. Dillashaw though. Oh yeah, so Dillashaw, I mean, like if he, Dillashaw put work in on that boy when they fought. Broke his jaw, or he. Ain't- Right, they, that's right. I forgot that they fought. That's right. I don't know if he was the one that broke his jaw, but Lineker, that's part of why Lineker was out for so long, was he had a that's broken right. jaw. But yeah, Dillashaw I'll, beat the brakes off that, that boy. Yeah. That's where Dillashaw was like, stake his claim to to be number one again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, prelims, did you get to see any of the prelims? I forgot to ask you this before we started recording. Yeah, I saw the uh, saw the first two that uh, that are up here. The uh, Luke Gay oh, and, all right, good. and uh, Carlos Jr. Good. So you did get to see my boy Vincente Luque. Ever since 205, I've uh, I've been following him. When you told me about him at 205, and I saw that knockout uh, that he had. Um, yeah, I've been going with him ever since. Like, he I'm looked, on your side. He looks so good against Nico, too, man. That yeah. Dars was who, who nasty. Did, who did Raphael? Raphael, did he go with... Uh, I think he with, ended uh, up going Luque? with Luque. I think he was going to go with Nico Price, but... I Maybe I talked him into Luke. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember you guys getting into the uh, the Nico Price and the the, whole, the no contest with the weed, and then you you were talking up Luke. I, I forget if he was going with uh, with your with uh, with your pick or not. Yeah, I don't remember either. I think I think I talked him into to Luke, or at least got him watching Luke. But now Vincente Vincente looked good. He looked really good. He was striking was crisp. Um, you know, and he knocked Nico down. Yeah, got in the dominant position and ended up trying for the Dars. Didn't quite get it. You know, could feel that he was losing it. Didn't have good control of it, so he let it go. And as they went to reset, got it. Right. Yeah. He locked it in proper, and it was good. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. He looked good, man. He looked really good. It was good to see him bounce back after that loss. Yeah, and just continue on that climb. He's he's working his way up slowly, so slow burn. But he's got the makings of something. He does, yeah. He's uh, he's he seems like uh, I don't want to say that like a GSP, a guy where it's like it's it seems to come easy to him. Like when I watch him fight, he seems that he just picks it up on things a lot easier. Like he can, and he's very smooth with what he does. And I think it's just a matter of continuously fighting at that next level like slowly like you said slow burn like don't all of a sudden give him like you know covington right give him, you know give him like another like build him up the right way because like i mean if obviously these guys won't would turn down a fight with a number two three four ranked guy but if he slowly builds himself up i can see him his skills just getting uh, sharper and sharper and sharper and he could be like uh he could be a beast in that division for years to come for sure. I agree. His his striking has gotten a lot better as his progression has gone too. Like he's always had really good jits. That's what he used a lot on the show. Right. But his striking has come a long way. But him and uh him and Usman, man, they're that, that next generation yeah. of uh, of black zillion fighters. Well, former black zillion fighters. No, whatever the fuck that gym calls itself. <laughs> Anybody still around here? That's well, Black Zillions don't. I don't even know if the Black Zillions still exist, but they all went with. That's Henry. Like, well, they all went with, here? They went with Henry Hoof. Yeah, they went. Yeah, they all joined his gym. That's right. I can't think of the name of Hoof's gym. Something House. Yeah. Hoof House. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's Hoof House. That sounds weird. Yeah, That's, it does. It sounds like a stable. Uh, all right so this is the only other fight you saw you said was uh was shoe face and jack marshman yeah yeah whole shoe face 
I made sure to watch it only because I was I had a lot of the, the those groups that were in there with the through like MMA and all kind of stuff. I heard a, a couple of people talking big about Marshman and how he was going to end up with the TKO or the KO of the night, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I, I wasn't really knowledgeable on it. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check this guy out and just. Marshman's a good striker. I've watched his his UFC fights. Like, dude's got really good traditional boxing Welsh boxing right. he's a Welshman you know good good old school British style boxing but um but yeah I, I mean you're going up against shoe face you get you get anywhere near the ground you're fucked I love that nickname so much <laughs> yeah so does uh so does Raphael's friends he yeah that's it when you guys are talking about old shoe face yeah Go, go, shoe face. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it is what it was. Shoe face took it yeah, to the fucking exactly, ground, and yeah. that was the end of it. He did his thing. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm freshman, I mean, like you know, there's still plenty of time for him. Like a, a single loss uh, isn't gonna end your career, but no, a second loss. He lost to Santos. Oh, right, too. Santos. That's right. Um. It was, it was a shoe face fight. Good for him. He did what he was supposed to yeah. do against a guy that, that basically is a straight-up striker. If if he didn't yeah. submit him quick, he was going to probably end up getting knocked out. If if Marshman connected with him good, he probably could put right. him to sleep. But, you know, shoe, yeah, shoe it, face it, is shoe face. I kind of wish I did get to see a little more of Marshman just because the, the reason why I tried to really make sure I saw it was because of what I had heard about him uh, – so hopefully, like, yeah, I mean, hopefully the next time I can see a little bit more from him. Yeah, good striker. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to go through this whole dude's fucking name, but uh, Eliza San- Dos Santos uh, beat Max Griffin in the fight of the night. That was a good fight. I did. That was, like, the fight I came in on, I think, or I watched that last night again. Watched the whole card over. Um, oh, and uh, Jared Gordon. Got the decision win over Hawkron Diaz. Gordon punched that fight should have been stopped. The referee actually did stop that fight. Holy fuck. So Jared Gordon right. is in dominant position, fucking ground and pounding Hawkron Diaz. The ref looks like he's about to go stop it, and he reaches in and touches him and then pulls back. So Jared Gordon stops punching him in the face because he thinks the fight's over. Right. And then the fight wasn't over. That shit should have been stopped. Cochran Diaz. I think he just ends up eating more damage. Yeah, he uh, just ended up taking more damage. Because Jared Gordon, the ref wouldn't stop the fight. And he couldn't. But he literally touched him, dude. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking fucking find that fight. Yeah, he reaches and touches him real quick and then pulls his hands back. And he's like, fight. And Gordon's that. like looking up at him, like, "Yo, you stopped the fucking fight." And you can even see, like, Aldo, your Aldo's in your like right behind it because he's cornering Hakran Diaz, and he's like right. jumping up and down and shit, like, because he thinks the fight's over. Right. Because as huh. the dude touches him, 
Hochran kind of starts to fight back. Like he hadn't been fighting back. He just been eating fucking shit. He's eating clothes. And right. as he touches the guy, Hochran Diaz fights back real quick. That was it. Jesus. And that's why he didn't stop the fight. It was fucking. It was shitty. It was shitty. not cool. Nope, not cool. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. So yeah, that's uh, that's the card. Uh, uh, also, uh, Davison Figueroa got the decision win over Jared Brooks. Even though Jared Brooks got seven fucking takedowns and outstruck him eighty-two to twenty-two with four minutes and thirty-five seconds of control, but uh, Figueroa had five submission attempts. Okay. Is what it is, right? I mean, mm, little home cooking. I mean, it's yeah, but look, what do you want, right? Little home like, cooking, little home cooking. You trying to say that they're biased in Brazil? Of course, I said that on the show. <laughs> I got that got brought up several times. I said that Gordon. I, I actually I didn't. If if Gordon, I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have given the fight to Hawker Diaz. Just because of how shitty right. referees are in Brazil, it would have been a goddamn absolute travesty, and there should have been riots in the streets if it happened. But there wouldn't have been. Not a bad card, uh, Ryan. What's your what's your grade for it? Uh, from what I saw overall, I'd say you know solid, solid B, B minus. Like for, it was good for what it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the, it's the appetizer before 217, you know, it's something like, I mean, I think there's like, we're in the midst of like a six week stretch of just nonstop MMA or UFC. Um, so it might even be longer. I know there's something every weekend for in... 11 weeks. I heard except for Christmas. Is it the, okay. It's from like now was... until new year's. I think the only break they take is Christmas. Yeah, cause I, I'm trying to think. Cause I know there's like one every Saturday in November. Yeah, and then that would lead right into uh, to the Detroit cards and all that. Yeah. Yeah, because the Ultimate Fighter is the night before. That's right. And then Detroit, and then um, and then there's a bunch of fight nights. Yeah. The fucking pay per view at the end of the month. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, like we're right in the midst of like an awesome little run. And I feel like this was like a nice, like the Cerrone Till, and because uh, I, I, before that one it was a, a week or two off between the Kevin Lee fight, and that card fell apart. I mean, it, I don't think it lived up to what it could have, and there was a, a lot of uh, hiatus before that even. So I think like now we're. Starting to get these like, a couple little feeder cards, just kind of get us ready now for the for the big one this weekend. And well, that's, that's it, it, it did its job. It, it it wet my whistle and left me wanting more. So yeah, I was gonna say it was. Um, it gave well, we got we got kind of gypped this the end of this summer and stuff out of shit because they stopped doing anything in August for the, for the McGregor Mayweather. McGregor yeah the McGregor Mayweather pay per view. Yeah. So, and then September was kind of, and October was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some I mean, good fights. 
even that going in back to like the end of July, like we were gypped out of like that DC John Jones main event, like all the hype that went towards doing that one fell apart after Jones popped. So that kind of put like a little bit of like a bad taste at the, the last pay per view of the of July even. It's been a bad year. Yeah. Well, it's not like they paid like a lot of money for the company. No, it's not like they owe. <laughs> it's not like they owe a shitload of money. That's why they're trying. They're banking for next weekend to make a fuck ton. Uh, yeah, I heard tickets I, aren't selling I, though. I was, I was about to say. I think you guys talked on it briefly, but yeah, they're not. They're not selling all that well over there. Like they're having trouble selling this pay per view now because. People don't know GSP, and they and they're and they're very probably loose on on Bisping because he's really aside from fighting Henderson and Rockhold. When the people like, if it is the McGregor and Rousey fan base, I mean, Bisping wasn't main eventing a lot of cards, and if he was, they were fight pass main events. So right or fight so nights. That, yeah, so there's a lot of people that won't know. Uh, <clears throat> this being orgies all that well going into this weekend, I think that <clears throat> they got to really do something. Like they got to have a big bash at the end of the year <clears throat> to try to make up for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you were peeking when you were coughing. Oh, sorry. No, you're all right. You're okay. It's just gonna be a little loud. <laughs> Just another, just another piece of my lung just goes flying out. <laughs> See, just do it all week. Maybe this year Santa's gonna have to bring you. God damn it! Bring you a mic that you can plug into. Hey. That'd be fun. Maybe, maybe Santa will send you something. <laughs> I mean, what? I, I, what? <laughs> <laughs> What would that? What was you? Uh, <clears throat> your thoughts for the card overall? I gave it a C plus, B minus. Yeah, it was it was an it was a pretty good card. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It were good fights. It kept my attention. Exactly. I didn't I didn't watch it until parts of Sunday and Monday because I was in a shit mood Saturday night. <clears throat> so right. I. Uh, I just didn't want to watch anything. <laughs> I wanted to just Hannibal. Yeah. So just kick backs and relax for a bit. Yeah. Yep. That was it. So I didn't. I I watched the card later, but it was good. It was a good card. I'm excited about this weekend. Be a while. We haven't had a fucking fight night at my house in a while. So. Uh oh. Did we lose Ryan? How are we going to lose Ryan at the end of the show? Ryan. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Maybe Ryan will pop back in before the end of it. Who knows? Nope, we lost Ryan. So, I'll wrap it up. Uh... Overall, like I said, it was it was a pretty decent card. Um, bigger things to come this weekend, and obviously, over the next few weeks as we get into the end of the year card, and the uh, the UFC starts ramping up some events that they got going on to get things into the end of the year. 
Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to do our UFC 217 preview and get into a little bit of news. So, yeah. For Ryan, I'm Jeff. We'll see you guys tomorrow with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.